Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. A good Friday to you. I'm Dennis Prager. So have you been watching the January 6th hearings? To be honest, I have not. I am very, very familiar with show trials since I studied Soviet history. Communism, leftism, Soviet Union, East Europe, that was my field of study. As I have often said to you, I never ever imagined, and I mean that, I never imagined that my study of the Soviet Union would prepare me for events in my beloved America, the freest country ever made in the history of the world. It has, watching the Democratic Party emulate the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, with, in this case, a show trial, with the inquisitors picked by the party in power. Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney are the Republicans. They were not picked by the Republicans. They don't want any embarrassing questions asked, such as, why doesn't the government, the corrupt Democratic Party that controls the government, making a corrupt government, release thousands of hours of videos that it is holding from that day. This January 6th hearing is as interested in truth as the Stalin show trials were. I'm not saying that they're Stalin. I'm just saying that the show trials are as disinterested in truth as the show trials in the 30s in the Soviet Union, 1930s. Almost a hundred years ago, amazing. It has had a profound effect on my outlook on uh, on history, among other things. If it if it could happen in America, if a party in power can suppress liberty, arrest opponents, conduct show trials with a subservient press lying on its behalf on a daily basis. If that could happen in the United States, it could happen anywhere. One did not expect this to happen in the United States, which proves the the international non-ethnic nature of leftism. Wherever it comes to power, it crushes the society that enabled it to come to power. That is why the great sadness of our time is not the existence of leftists and even the power they have. It's that they are given power by non-leftists called liberals. I know some sweet, dear people who will not vote Republican even as they watch their schools pervert the exercise of education. 
I do. I mean, I know them personally. My theory of nice people are as capable of destroying society as not nice people is a very important one. I live it. I see it. This is, a, this is what I said in the very beginning when they called it an insurrection. It was not an insurrection. If it, was an in, if it were an insurrection, it would be the first unarmed insurrection in history. Did you know that CBS actually announced either yesterday or the day before that this caused the death of five Capitol officers? Do you know that that is a lie? I mean, it's a, it's a 100% lie. Tucker Carlson played last night all the Democratic Party media, meaning CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, MSNBC, played all of their statements that Officer Sicknick, who lay in state, remember that? Was bludgeoned to death by rioters using a fire extinguisher. In fact, that is not true at all. He was not hit by a fire extinguisher. Not one of them has apologized or even just said, I was wrong. And there's a reason for that. Truth is not a left-wing value. I say this regularly. It is a liberal value and a conservative value is not a left-wing value. So the notion that, that I at CNN lied to you is foreign. Did I serve the cause of the Democratic Party and the left? That is the question that they ask. Now, of course, you'll say Fox does the same for the Republicans, but that's not true. You can say it, and it is a talking point of the left. There is far more truth on Fox than there is on CNN. In fact, I'll really blow your minds. Donald Trump spoke more truth in a week, in any week of his presidency, than Joe Biden has since he was elected. Joe Biden is the consummate liar. Donald Trump is not a consummate liar. The press lied about Charlottesville. He did not say they were nice Nazis. We have an excellent video on that at PragerU, which sets forth the case quite objectively that he did not say that there were nice Nazis. Nobody with a Jewish son-in-law, Jewish daughter, and Jewish grandchildren thinks there are nice Nazis. I said that at the time, and it is just worth repeating over and over. Show trials in America. Who would have thought it? Which proves many, many things. One is, the finest people will not produce fine children unless they dedicate their lives to producing fine children. I'm speaking specifically of the generation of World War II called the greatest generation. 
I think there were many great generations, but it certainly was a great, if not the greatest. I don't know if there was a greatest. Probably the founders were the greatest, but it doesn't matter. This is not an Olympics for greatest generation. But these were wonderful people who loved liberty, loved this country, loved their schools, loved truth. They were flawed people because every human being is flawed. But they were essentially a good generation with flaws, including at the most obvious on a macro level being the racial flaw. However, Americans changed very quickly, and to their credit, this is the by far the largest experiment in a multiracial, multi-ethnic country in the history of the world. It doesn't work overnight, but it has worked incredibly well, which bothers the left terribly, and that's why there are so many race hoaxes on campuses. That's why they speak about the great lies of, for example, that January 6th was white supremacy. Members of Congress have actually said that. So one of the great lessons I learned from all of this is that unless the best country in the world very actively works to produce the next generation to appreciate it, it will lose it. The great line, I paraphrase, of Ronald Reagan was, freedom is always one generation away from being lost. That was a prophetic line. That was worthy of Jeremiah, Hosea, and Isaiah, to name a few. It was even worth Habakkuk something you will not hear on most talk radio shows, a reference to Habakkuk. I think it's three chapters in the entire Bible. That is the lesson they didn't teach their children to appreciate the greatest country ever made. And Adam Schiff and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi the editors of the New York Times are the result. We continue. The Dennis Prager Show. Let's hear a little of uh, Tucker Carlson last night. It was uh, illustrative of what I am saying. Only hour on an American news channel that will not be carrying their propaganda live. They are lying and we are not going to help them do it. What we will do instead is to try to tell you the truth. We've attempted to do that since the day this happened. We hated seeing vandalism at the U.S. Capitol a year and a half ago, and we said so at the time. But we did not think it was an insurrection because it was not an insurrection. It was not even close to an insurrection. Not a single person in the crowd that day was found to be carrying a firearm, some insurrection. In fact, the only person who wound up shot to death was a protester. She was a 36-year-old military veteran called Ashley Babbitt. Babbitt was just over five feet tall. She was unarmed. She posed no conceivable threat to anyone. But Capitol Hill police shot her in the neck and never explained why that was justified. Those are the facts of January 6th. But since the very first hours, they have been distorted beyond recognition, relentlessly, culminating with last night. 
Last night, CBS Nightly News told its viewers that insurrectionists at the Capitol on January 6th, quote, caused the deaths of five police officers. That is a pure lie. There is nothing true about it, and they know that perfectly well. Here's reporter Bob Costa, who should be deeply ashamed to say something this dishonest. Thursday's primetime hearing will take Americans back to January 6th when an estimated 2,000 rioters breached the Capitol building, causing the deaths of five police officers. It's hard to believe he said that. Rioters caused the deaths of five police officers. You just heard CBS News tell its viewers that. This must be the big lie theory. The more bewilderingly false a claim is, the more likely you will be to believe it. Apparently, that's what they're betting on. In fact, precisely zero police officers were killed by rioters on January 6th. Not five, none, not a single one. So how'd they get to five? Well, CBS is counting the suicides of local police officers who took place after January 6th. In some cases, long after January 6th. Suicide, unfortunately, is pretty common among cops. Policing is a tough job, as we've noted. But in these specific cases, the one CBS is referring to, the chief of Washington, D.C.'s police department told the New York Times that actually he had no idea if his officers were driven to kill themselves by January 6th. CBS just made that up. The fifth death that CBS News is referring to is of Capitol Hill police officer Brian Sicknick. You will remember his name. Sicknick's body lay in state at the Capitol after the media told us he'd been beaten to death by Trump voters with a fire extinguisher. Here's what they told you. Officer Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire this extinguisher. Is the Officer media. Brian Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher during the hours long attack. They beat a Capitol Police officer to death with a fire extinguisher. Officer Brian Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher Anderson during the Cooper. fight. He died at the age of 42 after he was bludgeoned with a fire extinguisher. Once again, that's not true. Everything you just heard was completely fabricated. The D.C. medical examiner performed an autopsy, and the autopsy report showed that Officer Brian Sicknick had not suffered any kind of blunt force trauma. He was not beaten to death. He died of a stroke in his office later. No one has been charged in Officer Sicknick's death because Officer Sicknick wasn't murdered. They are lying to you. That is provable. Not a single person okay. just saw it. Pretty powerful stuff. Thank you. Thank you. They're lying to you. That's correct. Truth is not a left-wing value. So will this guy, Robert Costa at CBS, not to be confused with Bob Costas, will this Robert Costa apologize? Will CBS apologize? Oh, about 25 years ago, I wrote a column titled, Being on the Left Means Never Having to Say You're Sorry. Who's going to hold you accountable? Who is going to hold CBS News accountable? The New York Times? When the New York Times lies, just like CBS does, it's not likely that they will hold CBS accountable. So the human condition is such that there are never guarantees that goodness will prevail. Those of you who say, and you are right, in the long run, evil doesn't win out. But we don't live in the long run. We live in the short run. I've never found that comforting in the long run. You know how many people suffer? 
horribly in the short run? What is that? Why is that in, in, in any way comforting in the long run? You live now. Your life is important. This country is important now. Truth is important now. Goodness is important now. The corruption, the utter Sovietization of the American media is so apparent every day. The great Douglas Murray, and he is a great... Uh, I'm, I'm finishing his book, The War Against the West, is really a great book. I'm telling you, it's it's quite something. Anyway, he has a piece up today in the New York Post. Is he starting to write for the New York Post on a regular basis? Do you know? Anyway, uh, he writes here about the guy who went to uh, threaten Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh at his, at it went with, with arms. Here's a prediction that can be made with 100% certainty. If a Democrat-appointed Supreme Court Justice had just had their life threatened, this nation's politics and media would be in uproar. Were a man to have just been found outside the home of a Democrat-appointed judge seeking to kill them, it would be at wall-to-wall coverage. But it was outside the home of Justice Brett Kavanaugh that a man was arrested in the early hours of Wednesday morning. The 26-year-old had traveled from California and has admitted that he hoped to kill Kavanaugh. Among other things, the man told officers he was upset about the leaked draft of a Supreme Court judgment on Roe v. Wade. This news hardly made the front page of the New York Times. A tiny news in brief line was all it got. There was no wall-to-wall coverage on the networks. So far, the nation's late-night comics have not got the story between their teeth. Nobody is talking about the rise of fascism in America. Or communism. I was at a dinner last night with some major donors to PragerU. And I said to them, and I will say to you, Outside of science, technology, engineering, and math, there's no question your son or daughter would learn so much more watching and studying the, the more than 500 videos at PragerU than going to a university in this country, with obvious handful of exceptions, truly handful something you should consider. It's free, so I'm not not doing this at all with money in mind. It has nothing to do with money. People who hate us frequently write that it's not a university. They're big two charges, and it's like Trump University. Well, you have to pay for Trump University. You don't have to pay for Prager University. I'm not making an appeal. My only appeal is that you raise your child with wisdom and knowledge. You know, for example, I was just thinking of it because of the promo just now of the three-part series on, on what Marxism is. It's a phenomenal series. Do you know how many professors we have giving courses of the 500 courses? I, I wouldn't be surprised if 50 of the 500 courses are delivered by professors. He's at Clemson, we have have Princeton, Columbia, Harvard, places that are by and large worthless today and 
but they nevertheless have some good professors. You should take the money that you would save, not to mention saving the mind of your child, saving their heart. You don't become a nicer person. Forget don't become wiser. You don't become nicer when you go to college. You're taught the, the source of ugliness, ingratitude. Talking about ingratitude, when I see Chuck Schumer, I see a profile in two things, ingratitude and cowardice. This man knows better. That's why I'm picking him. He knows how lucky he is to be an American. But he prefers power to decency. And to be a Democrat today, especially in a leadership position, means that you have to forsake gratitude and decency. Listen to what he said. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. What a low life. Truly a low life. Calling them by their last names, threatening them. But it means nothing. This is, this is honey to the people on the left. It's sweetness. It is not easy to make good people. Schumer's parents are an example. It is not easy to make good people. This is the theme of my life. And if you don't, the whole society will pay. Oops, I just paid a price. Banging my mic. That is the state of life. If you don't produce, if you don't produce good people, the society will not be good. What I just said is so obvious that I feel self-conscious in even saying it. Wall Street Journal reports today that inflation, consumer inflation, reached an 8%, 8.6% annual rate in May, the highest level in more than 40 years with surging energy and food prices. All three reasons for the inflation were caused by the Democrats and the left. I will explain. Hi, this is Rudy Giuliani, and you're listening to the audio version of Common Sense. Be sure to head to rudyscommonsense.com. That's rudyscommonsense.com. Or the Rumble or YouTube channel to get the full video experience of this podcast. Let's get into it. He's the mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. Make our nation safe again. Our God-given common sense. And now... Rudy Giuliani with Common Sense.
Hello, this is Rudy Giuliani with another episode of Rudy's Common Sense. Today, we're going to apply our common sense to the January 6th committee and to the now uh, theatrical production that is being put on television in prime time. Embarrassment of a hearing about a serious matter. Because they have become not just an embarrassment, They've become a danger to the freedom of Americans. The FBI in its investigation found no such structure. They found that um, pretty shortly after, they found that there was no evidence of uh, pre-planning of this event. So then you'd have to say it was some kind of a spontaneous. And I think by this time, we're, we're all quite convinced now that it's not a... Uh, it's not an insurrection. It's a it's a riot, and 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 one that, according to the FBI, on several occasions was not pre-planned. When they first hysterically reported on it, they reported that something like five people were killed. There was vast damage and fires in the uh, in the Capitol. We had uh, statements from. Uh, until that point, possibly somewhat respectable Democrats saying it was like September 11. Uh, it was like Pearl Harbor. Uh, uh, one Democrat said it was like a civil war. Uh, when it turned out that it was a insurrection without a gun or a riot without a gun, that the deaths they attributed to it, including the New York Times having to apologize, were all lies, or maybe just were produced in the hysteria of the moment. It turned out that there were no uh, deaths caused by the protesters. But there was a death caused by a gun held by a police officer under circumstances that not a single police officer I showed that to didn't say that at a minimum it required a very serious homicide investigation. Uh, some of whom uh, came to the conclusion that it was clearly uh, negligent homicide and some concluding it was homicide. Um, the committee betrays its um, dishonesty, its unethical behavior, virtual inhumanity of the way in which they treat people and run over their constitutional rights by completely ignoring the death of Ashley Babbitt. You know, you get to the point when people ignore something like that, you wonder if they really have much left of humanity. So instead, they, they go after the things that have already proven not to be, to be true. Uh, the committee chairman who lives in some of the world, I think, not this one, keeps saying that uh, officers lost their lives. The one officer who received the very, very large funeral that was intended to create a lasting picture that some officer was killed uh, during uh, and inside the Capitol turned out to be a complete false uh, bit of information. Uh, I, I would never call a funeral fake news, but the cause of death was fake news. And he, he died of a stroke with no a connection at all to any harm done to him. And the New York Times, in a rather minor little uh, uh, correction, corrected it. Uh, but they did correct it for the uh, for the uh, for the record, uh, and that happened pretty quickly. I think by February fifteenth, this thing was starting to kind of, kind of get into the dimension where it belonged, which is 
riot, trespass, some damage by the protesters, and then some very, very big, significant questions left open. Um, the question about pre-planning had pretty much been answered by the FBI, that there wasn't any. The question about Trump's involvement got pretty much answered by the FBI, saying there was no evidence of it. Shades of Russian collusion. <laughs> you see, when, when, when the FBI comes back and says there's no evidence that Trump did something, they then begin a four-year, $40 million investigation to try to frame him, which is what they're doing here. Even in light of the FBI findings of no participation, we're going to have four, no, four more nights of made-for-television uh, trying to brainwash you. And it will not uh, address itself to the questions that are open here. Here are the questions that are open, and then we're going to go back to some footage that we have, and there should be an investigation of, of the murder or um, the murder of Ashley Babbitt. And that there are tremendous questions about the involvement of Antifa, and there seems to have been no investigation done to determine the exact number of Antifa members that were in that riot. Um, so let's, let's play it, and then... We'll have a few uh, comments afterwards. I want to show you that this information goes back quite some time and that these people are trying to shout over history as they've done successfully at times in the past. And it's taken a long time for us to deconstruct it. Hasn't it taken a long time to deconstruct Russian collusion? It's going to take a long time to deconstruct this. But I assure you, as I assured you about stolen election. This was not an insurrection or a coup. The president had nothing to do with it. And none of the people close to the president did. And the way in which they're being treated is an indication of the fascist type government that the Bidens, the Pelosi's, the socialists who always like fascist type government, authoritarian government, that they'll run as long as you keep them in office. Let's go back to the tape. And the Antifa guy, or and several of his colleagues, were the ones trying to break in. So let's take a look at that tape so you can see it for yourself. America, we are under attack, not by these police officers necessarily, but by the deep state. There we are in the middle of a, of a militant leftist deep state globalist operation trying to make Trump supporters look like idiots and that we're violent agitators with truth and fact there are people dressed up in MAGA hats and other gear that are pretending to be MAGA supporters and they're instigating and they're preying on the emotions of all Trump supporters listen to this listen to this these are people that love the cops we love the police but a few Antifa dressed up as Trump supporters uh, you also, during that uh, uh, tape, heard the narrative, uh, and I believe the gentleman's name is Nick Fuentes, and Nick or Nick Funes, and he makes the point that of the obvious point that this was uh, something that was put together by the left movement. It doesn't doesn't it doesn't necessarily only mean Antifa. It means others that were trying to 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 do anything they can to destroy any attempt that Trump had to. Uh, to uh, rectify the massive voter theft. It was clearly a frame-up. Like Russian collusion, 
like the innocent Ukrainian conversation, on and on and on. That means people are expert at trying to frame Donald Trump. Uh, just in case there's any uh, doubt about it, here's an interview with a woman named Catherine, who largely, this is contemporaneous, largely lays out the same uh, scenario. Hi, um, my name is Catherine. I'm a small business owner. Um, I came out here to support Trump. Um, it was pretty terrible yesterday. Um, all of us were fairly peaceful. Um, there were a couple of undercover Antifa that were in the group. They were disguised. Um, some of them had red bandanas, but most of them were wearing like Trump hats, either backwards or like loosely fitted in order to kind of like stand themselves out. When I was walking to the Capitol, I have a broken foot. So I left early to try to avoid the crowd. And I was walking in this guy with pads on and kind of like army colored clothes. He was like talking in a walkie talkie and he goes, all right guys, I've got like a team of six guys, blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, oh, it's ex-military getting all really excited about like all his buddies are here. But then I saw him on the news last night and I was like, holy shit, that was Antifa. Um, and I know that when I was up there, um, one of the guys that was like pounding on the window, this cute girl, I think she was Cuban. She had a little tutu on, but she screamed like Antifa, Antifa, and like some guys grabbed him. Let's take a look at this. One marked state trooper vehicle, two black SUVs. There's three state vehicles, state trooper vehicles escorted. Four Antifa shuttle buses right here, front and center. There was actually five vehicles total. There was three up front, two in the back. They escorted right here, waited for them to get off their buses, and then the state troopers unloaded and took their position. This is a this is identified as the police escorting uh, buses, four buses with Antifa people to the head of the line. The head of the line mean, means the people breaking in, like the guy you saw banging at the top, being taken down by the Trump people. I mean, did you hear that story of the Trump people being heroes? In the press? Why is it left out if there's an attempt to give a fair narrative? You know why it's left out. Do I have to tell you? Because they're not fair. They're not fair. And now let's 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 listen to now let's listen to John Sullivan. John is uh, 25 years old. He's from Utah. Got a heck of a Twitter account where he talks about dump Trump, rip Trump out of office. It's time for revolution. It's time for racial justice. And he promotes Antifa. And he was promoting this rally also. So he clearly is a, uh, 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 an Antifa partisan He's involved in it. He agrees with it. He is not a pro-Trump person, and he is deeply involved in this invasion of the Capitol. Let's listen to John's views, and let's see if this is a pro-Trump uh, rioter. We got to fucking rip Trump out of that office right over there, fucking pull him out that shit. Nah, nah, we ain't about fucking waiting until the next election. We about to go get that motherfucker. I ain't about that shit. Because you know what time it is? I want y'all to be after me. It's time 
for revolution. It's time for revolution. It's time for revolution. So this isn't just John Sullivan by himself, just kind of happened to be around and he started to drop off at a, the nearest riot. Uh, John, John Sullivan had been advertising on his website, uh, first a riot in Provo, Utah, that appears to be an anti-police riot, but then he was uh, advertising this riot for quite some time and inviting Antifa people to come. So he was a cheerleader for getting the Antifa people there. And of course, the only reason the Antifa people would come to anything remotely involving Trump is to cause trouble, right? And they did. And they set Trump up and a willing, crooked Media, of course, went along with it. Here's another person interviewed that makes it clear that these people were not Trump people. Just like you see the Trump person trying to suppress the person who's trying to break the law. Just in case, let's listen to this. They were dressed as Trump supporters, but I could tell by their conversation that they were looking to do, and I heard them say, we got to shake this up so that so these people look bad. And I saw them break a window on the Capitol. I'm an emergency management coordinator in uh, Lehigh County, Pennsylvania. And these people were talking amongst themselves. And I was standing and listening behind them what they could do to make Trump's people look bad. And, uh, you know, words are important to give you a, a focus. But now let's take a look at um, the Trump people protecting the police, on the side of the police, which is where Trump people are. Trump people are attracted to Trump because he's exceedingly pro-police. He's law and order. If you're a Trump person who isn't, and you're a Trump person who wants to engage in a riot like this, you're really not a Trump person, just like they really weren't. But now you see what Trump supporters are like. Watch this. You'll see the Trump people protecting the police. I am proud of So now we'll take a break. Think your homeowner's insurance covers home title fraud? <laughs> Think again. And neither does your common identity theft program. The FBI calls home title fraud one of the fastest growing crimes, which is why you need to go to HomeTitleLock.com, America's leader in home title protection. Here's the problem. The deed to your home is the only document that proves you own it, and the deeds to all of our homes now are online. In minutes, a criminal can find and forge your name off the deed to your home and refile as the new owner. Like Jeff, who spent a fortune in legal fees after a thief forged himself onto the deed to Jeff's home and took out loans. Jeff didn't have home title lock then. He does now. Or Deborah, who thought our common identity theft service would protect her. Then a criminal got onto the deed to a home and had her evicted. Deborah has Home Title Lock now. HomeTitleLock.com is your peace of mind and the deed to your home is protected. Visit HomeTitleLock.com. 
HomeTitleLock.com. Welcome back. Without any doubt, the most tragic uh, part of this was the uh, shooting of Ashley Babbitt. My deepest sympathy to her, her, her husband and her family and to all of her friends. Ashley was a hero. Ashley was a veteran of the Air Force. She lived in San Diego. She was 35, year old, 35 years old, and she was, from everything we can see, a very, very strong supporter of Pre President Trump and was there in that capacity. And um, hard to know, and nor is there any judgment on what she was doing or not. When the president put out the first um, uh, notice of this rally, which actually was somewhere in mid-December for a January 6th rally uh, on the day that the Electoral College vote was going to be taken. Uh, the whole purpose of it was uh, a rally in support of the president's uh, bid for uh, electoral votes in the sense that he had proven and shown that he had really won these states and he was being deprived of these states unfairly and illegally. That was the purpose of it. Well, that uh, rally ended up, to some extent, being used as a, as a fulcrum in order to create something else totally different that the president had nothing to do with. Now, one indication of that is a uh, tweet from a gentleman named John Sullivan, which is uh, on January 1st of 2020. You can see that tweet for yourself right now. Now, it says, let's just look at it because it's important. So you get the gravamen of this. Uh, it's called the Chud Alert. Trump is like the official organizer of J6 flash rally. When he told PBs to stand down and stand by, he really wasn't kidding. We need numbers to show up. No fascist in D.C. March against fascism. Spread the word, comrades. And then we have... Uh, we have some of the signature, and then we have, you can, you can read it for yourself. No reason for me to repeat that word on our broadcast. I, I guess I'll repeat the word Antifa, so we can see the organization for which uh, Sullivan is operating. Long before Donald Trump or anyone else gave a speech on January 6th, this pro protest violent reaction was being created by other than Donald Trump or Donald Trump partisans, but by Antifa and an Antifa representative and a professional at creating riots, including riots that resulted in death, John Sullivan. So that's on January 1st. He immediately attaches to the Trump invitation to a, to a peaceful rally, uh, a call to arms to his comrades, word commonly used by communists, by the way, um, to come and to obviously do damage to the rally and to march against f fascism. Uh, a couple of days later, in fact, not a couple of days later, a day later, he puts out a somewhat more formal invitation uh, with some art, if you can call that art. You can read what it says on the artwork Kick these fascists out of D.C., January 6, 2021. We can see this is from no friend of Donald Trump. And now he's giving them a location 
Dump Trump for Good. Location, Washington Monument, 11 a.m. So now he's given his Antifa, his BLM, and a related uh, uh, anarchists and, and, and rioters a place to, 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 uh, to come. And that's just within one day. And we see some of the insignias here. Insurgents USA, FB me, protest DC, Washington, et cetera, et cetera. And then the text is um, time to kick this fascist out of DC. Obviously, we're talking about President Trump on January 6, 2020. Trump is not our president. Dump him for good location, whatever that means. Dump him for good location, Washington Monument, 11 a.m. visit. And this comes from Sandy, Utah on January 2nd. Well, now that you've actually seen real film, you've seen, uh, you've seen fags, not Hollywood-produced fiction, by uh, a group of uh, well-known liars and uh, perpetrators of frauds, namely the people who gave us uh, the Russian collusion. How they have the credibility to pull this off after what they did with Russian collusion is a testament to how warped our media is. And so is the network they put together to broadcast this. They all came together in a network like they were Pravda. ABC, CBS, NBC, CNBC, MSNBC, CNN, half of Fox, <laughs> half of Fox. They are, that's the state media. The Democrat, we should name them all under a big umbrella, the Democrat National Network, because they do the bidding of the Democrat Party. That hearing was not a congressional hearing. It was not properly authorized. It does not have a Republican ranking member. Liz Cheney put herself on the committee. She was not appointed with the authority of the Republican Party. A committee without a ranking member can't issue subpoenas, all the subpoenas that they're using to harass people and to put Peter Navarro in, in shackles are completely illegitimate and violations of their constitutional rights. The committee itself is a violation of constitutional rights in a number of ways, which uh, only Democrats get away with because of the sycophantic media that obviously even put it on, uh, uh, put it on a nas national television. Remember, remember that uh, there was no examination of the person about whom there is the most evidence that he disrupted or committed crimes during the course of this uh, uh, riot, uh, John Sullivan. Uh, there's a video of him the day before uh, calling for uh, violence at the Capitol, calling for violence directed toward the president. Any other person except someone with questions that haven't been answered would have been arrested immediately. Uh, his tape, uh, although he got paid for it by the networks, the Democratic-oriented um, Pravda-like networks, he encouraged other people to break, break, uh, destroy property in the cap. We see it on tape. He he encouraged other people to be, to be violent. We see it on tape. So all those questions are raised in the podcast on John Sullivan. Who is John Sullivan? I'd go back and look at that and get a few more of the details there, but. I, I, just get a few more of the details to inform yourself of what our fascist press is keeping from you. Uh, I, get, I think that th just to make it really simple, the things that are the most important are for five days before January 6th, 
he was tweeting to uh, Antifa members with whom he is very close. He trains them in how to wear Antifa gear. He trains them in tactics. So properly dressed black block, pretty simple, all black. But a lot of people get the misconception. Maybe you can wear a black t-shirt that has a logo on it on the sleeve or on the chest. No, you cannot. No logos, guys. Zero, none. You cannot have anything that would, they would be able to come back and identify you at the end of the day. Another thing is that you'll need is to make sure all your skin is covered up. Now you see here, some of my skin's covered or not covered, but also here, I don't have any tattoos, but I have tattoos covering up here. So you do not want to show any tattoos whatsoever. All right, you wanna cover all of those up. Ideally, I would love to cover my eyes, but at nighttime, which most protests are happening, I can't wear sunglasses. I could wear goggles, but I couldn't see, I probably wouldn't be able to see so clearly either, all right? Another thing is, is a backpack, okay? You're gonna want an all black bag. I know that you guys are like, why do you need bulletproof armor? Well, these are level three plating, ceramic. This is by Hesco, all right? No, bitch, you can't film me. Who am I? Who is the pre people behind me? You don't know me. And if you really wanna play with some shit, Guys, I got the I got the Chud Killer. I got the Nazi Hunter. I got the I got it's ready. It's on deck, bro. You wanna you wanna come face me? Let's go. We ready on the game? We got the flashlight. We got the laser on that motherfucker. We ready to motherfucking go. And he was imploring them to come to the Capitol to join this uh, January sixth thing in order to turn it into a riot in order to remove Trump prematurely from office. Those checks were freely available to the FBI. None of them led to his being arrested by him, by the FBI or the Secret Service, which is a complete gross violation of duty in protecting the president of the United States. It is without doubt clear from the testimony of the FBI, which I want you to know, that the FBI, after conducting the longest investigation in its history, possibly the most expensive, Again, another indication of how wacky this is, right? With all the crime we have in America, we're spending more money on this than the children that are being slaughtered in schools. Uh, the FBI, to my knowledge, we have not recovered any weapons on that day from any other arrest at the scene of that point. I know, don't you think you have to take us down when there, no, when there are no weapons involved? Now, there are other questions that, ha that have to be asked that are very, very uh, significant. What is this committee doing hiring a producer from ABC, one of the co-conspirator networks in the Democratic News Network, to uh, make this into like a, a glitzy Hollywood uh, prime time, let's see if we can mislead the American people, and then in doing it, don't answer any of the questions that are left open. They told us nothing new. That was a repetition of, and they told us a lot of lies about insurrection. How is it they're not an an analyzing, um, analyzing the and demanding that we get to the core of? President of the United States offered them on any number of occasions. He offered them the National Guard. There were texts and, and messages to that effect. There were witnesses to that effect. 
He offered them anywhere between 10 and 20,000 members of the National Guard. We have a document showing that it was turned down by the mayor. We have witnesses that say it was turned down by Pelosi. And when Pelosi was asked to produce a record, she said no. Well, she says no to records. But if Bannon or Meadows or Navarro or me or say no to record, we get arrested. Now, I don't know what her excuse is. I was his attorney. There used to be an attorney-client privilege in America until the fascist Democrats came along. I don't know where this goes uh, from here. The thought, the thought that um, Professor Eastman or the president or other people in talking about a stolen election somehow caused this flies in the face of every definition that there is of incitement which has to uh, include very, very charged language uh, that has to be almost immediately implemented and that has to be unambiguous and clear that you want violence. Talking about a stolen election is no different than Hillary Clinton was doing four years earlier, Stacey Abrams two years earlier. It's no different than pursuing your legal rights, which you have a right to. And uh, I don't see that it passed any line regarding the First Amendment. And certainly for an attorney, it passed no line allowing an attorney to advocate in the light most favorable to his client. This is a wiping out of free speech and attorney-client privilege all at once by uh, the express train to communism, which is the Biden administration. And uh, the uh, networks are eating it up, and I think the American people are rejecting it as they continue to critically analyze it, which we will do. This is an outrage to our democracy, what they're doing. We just focus on the arrest of Peter Navarro. He's charged with a one-year misdemeanor. People in New York are being set free for armed robbery. He, he, he got put in shackles. What's happening in this country? It's up to you what happened in this country. You got to remember this and you got to remember that this party needs to be destroyed at the top because it's rotting at the top and required to reform itself with basic American values. I think this is turning on them and it should for the good of the country and the good of our values. So thank you for listening in. Stay tuned. We're going to have a few more summer shows with, I'm sure, an equal degree of exaggerations, lies, hysteria. A couple of these people are pathological in their ability to lie. Well, thank you again, and God bless America.